This is episode 580 of the AWS podcast, released on April 17, 2023. Here at the AWS podcast, we really do love to get your feedback. One place you can do it is off the podcast page where there's a button that says submit questions and feedback, and you can record audio and send it to us which is pretty cool. We do love to listen to it. We love to share it when you give us permission to as well. Please give it a go. We'd love to hear from you. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. So I'm Leslie here with you. Great to have you back. And I'm joined by not one, but two special hosts. Yes, it is the first time we're doing the triple hosted update show. First, I'm joined by Horn Wen Loggeren. G'day, Horn. How you doing? Ready to rock and ready to go. That is excellent. And also joined by Gillian Ford. G'day, Gillian. How are you going? Good day, Simon and Han. So excited to be here. This is fun because we we I was just thinking we are doing the 3AZ version of this podcast. So if any one of us has a problem, we can continue unabated. <laughs> High availability for the win. It's totally. Let's get into all the cool updates we have. Let's start with the topic of analytics. AWS Cleanrooms is now generally available. Now, this is a fully managed analytics service that helps customers collaborate with their partners without sharing or copying one another's raw data. Companies can create a clean room in minutes, removing the need to build, manage, or maintain their own solutions or move data outside of AWS. Now, companies across multiple instances need to complement their data with external partners' data to build a more complete view of their business. For example, brands and media publishers want to collaborate with their partners using data sets stored across many marketing channels and applications to improve consumer engagement and deliver better, more relevant campaigns. Consumer brands also want to collaborate with retailers to learn insights about purchase trends. AWS Cleanrooms make these collaborations possible while protecting underlying data with a broad set of privacy-enhancing capabilities and cryptographic controls. So check it out. This is now generally available. AWS has also announced Amazon DataZone in preview. Now, this is a new data management service to catalog, discover, analyze, share, and govern data across organizational boundaries. Visibility of and access to data are key drivers of innovation and value to business. To provide visibility and access between organizations, Amazon DataZone creates a usage flywheel. The flywheel is driven by data producers who securely share data and its context and data consumers who find answers to business questions in the data. With Amazon Data Zone, data producers populate the business data catalog with structured data assets from AWS Glue Data Catalog and Amazon Redshift Tables. The data consumers search and subscribe to data assets in the data catalog and share with other business use case collaborators. Consumers can analyze their subscribed data sets with tools like Redshift and Athena query editors that are directly accessed from the Amazon DataZone portal. The integrated publishing and subscription workflow provides access auditing capabilities across projects. So this is a really interesting way to collaborate and something to look at in terms of your own data strategy. A few other quick updates, AWS Glue Studio Visual ETL has added 10 new visual transforms, including concatenate, split string, array to column, add current timestamp, pivot rows, etc., etc. Amazon EMR on EKS adds support for JEG pod placement for managed endpoints. Until now, if you were running Jupyter Notebooks via managed endpoints, you had no control over the instance type to deploy your managed endpoint on. With this feature, customers now have full control of where the JEG pod will be deployed, including the ability to specify an on-demand instance via a managed or self-managed node group. 
Amazon EMR on EKS has add managed and self-managed node group support for managed endpoints. So until now, you uh, were unable to use EMR Studio with EMR on EKS. With this feature, you now can specify EKS clusters with managed or self-managed node groups as well. AWS announces the new guided Amazon Redshift getting started experience. This is really useful for first-time users in regions where Amazon Redshift serverless is already available and will replace the Redshift DC to larger-based free trial for provision clusters. And you can analyze log patterns, metrics, and Jager traces with observability features in the Amazon OpenSearch service. So this is new observability features, including log patterns, metrics, analysis, and support for Jager traces in OpenSearch 2.5 in the Amazon OpenSearch service. Now on to application integration. AWS announces the general availability of the AWS controllers for Kubernetes, also referred to as ACK, for EventBridge and Pipes. This launch allows you to manage EventBridge resources such as event buses, rules, and pipes using the Kubernetes API and resources model. Amazon's Simple Notification Service has introduced an open-source extended client library for Python that enables you to publish and deliver large message payloads. Previously, only the extended client library for Java was available. This library is useful for messages that are larger than 265 kilobytes and up to a maximum of 2 gigabytes. The library automatically saves the actual payload to an Amazon S3 bucket and publishes the reference of the stored Amazon S3 object to the Amazon SNS topic. Amazon's Simple Notification Service now supports setting content type request headers for HTTP and HTTPS notifications. This is available in all public AWS regions and the AWS GovCloud regions. You can start using this new capability today via the AWS console, AWS SDK, Amazon SNS command line interface, and the Amazon SNS API. Now onto the topic of business applications. Amazon Chime SDK launches call analytics. Amazon Chime SDK now offers real-time call analytics to help business extract insights from voice conversations. Customer can gain additional email-powered intelligence such as turn-by-turn -turn transcript, customer and agent sentiment through integration with Amazon Transcribe and Amazon Transcribe call analytics. Amazon Chime SDK now supports Amazon Lex Chatbox. This new integration allows builders to create AI-powered chat tools that understand natural language. With these chat tools, users can ask for help without speaking to a human. Like refilling a prescription or transferring funds in a bank account, users can also ask for information like requesting an update on a food or tracking details, which is pretty cool. Very cool. Onto the topic of compute, AWS Compute Optimizer now supports 61 new EC2 instance types. Now, these include some of the latest generation general purpose instance families from both Intel and AMD and some of the compute optimized and memory optimized. Now, you should use the compute optimizer because this will help optimize your EC2 instance types that ensure the highest performance at the lowest cost. And now, AWS Compute Optimizer supports a total of 486 different EC2 instance types, so surely you're going to get the answer you're looking for. Some other updates the AWS Compute Optimizer team have made for customers is it now supports EC2 instances with non-consecutive utilization data. So instances that have non-consecutive 30 hours of utilization data during a 14-day period 
or up to 93 days for EC2 instances with enhanced infrastructure metrics, you can get cost and performance optimization recommendations. So if you've got something that's sporadic, you can still get advice. And the AWS Compute Optimizer team has also added support for HDD and IO2 Block Express EBS volume types. So again, recommendations on where to put your stuff. EC2 Image Builder has added real-time build tracking and improves build speed for image pipelines. So this makes it easy for you to track your image builds and troubleshoot the failures. This release also consolidates logs, making it easy for you to audit and review builds. Plus, workflow optimizations provide faster image builds with internal tests showing up to 35% build speed improvements, which gives you less time to go get that coffee, but gets your work done faster. Amazon EKS has added domainless GMSA authentication for Windows containers. This helps customers to easily authenticate applications hosted on Amazon EKS with Active Directory using a portable user identity and a plugin mechanism to retrieve the GMSA credentials for their Windows containers. AWS Batch has launched support for configurable ephemeral storage on AWS Fargate. This means you can expand the available ephemeral storage beyond the default value of 20 gig for your jobs when using Fargate as a compute platform on AWS Batch. With this launch, you don't need to limit the size of Docker images to run machine learning inferences or the size of data sets in the container for data processing to be under 20 gig. You can now create the ephemeral storage to be as large as 200 gig to run those bigger workloads. AWS Batch now supports user-defined pod labels on Amazon EKS, so now you can map your own organizational structures and bring better accountability, compliance, and cost visibility to your workloads. Amazon ECS provides contextual failure reasons for troubleshooting task launches with capacity providers. So now you can figure out what went wrong, when it went wrong, and hopefully how to fix it much easier. Bottle Rocket has added support for FireLens. Now, Bottle Rocket's a Linux-based operating system that is purpose-built to host container workloads. It now supports FireLens. FireLens is a container log router for Amazon ECS that allows you to send logs to multiple destinations and gives you extensibility to use the breadth of services at AWS or partner solutions for log analytics and storage. And finally on this topic, you can now automate Java stack deployment with AWS Launch Wizard for SAP. This launch expands on the existing launch wizard capabilities to allow you to automate deployment of solutions including SAP HANA Database, SAP NetWeaver, SAP DW4 HANA, and SAP S4 HANA in accordance with AWS SAP and operating system vendor best practices. Now on to cost management. We are pleased to announce that as of today, new Cost Explorer users will automatically receive the benefit of cost anomaly detection, Cost Anomaly Detection uses machine learning to continuously monitor, detect, and alert customers of unexpected cost increases. The default configuration allows new Cost Explorer users to quickly improve cost controls with zero effort. With this launch, an AWS Service Monitor and a daily email subscription will be created for new Cost Explorer users with a regular standalone account or a management account. If the actual spend is over $100 and exceeds 40% of expected spend, a daily summary will be sent to the primary email address associated with the account. The automatic configuration for new Cost Explorer customers is available in all AWS commercial regions, excluding GovCloud. To enable Cost Explorer, please go to the AWS Management Console and read more at Enabling Cost Explorer. 
Today, AWS announces the release of an allow listing feature that helps you test and enable the new fine-grained IAM permissions for AWS billing, cost management, and account services. The self-service allow listing feature enables you to switch AWS accounts within your organization between the new fine-grained IAM actions and the existing IAM actions. You can also test the new fine-grained actions in your management account or across member accounts within your organization. Based on the testing outcome, you can continue to use the new fine-grained actions or revert to the existing IAM actions. With this feature, you can decide to complete the migration to new IAM actions ahead of the July 6, 2023 retirement date or extend the use of existing IAM actions for AWS accounts or AWS organizations created on or after March 6, 2023. To understand when the fine-grained actions will take effect and how you can prepare with the allow listing feature, please visit our blog post. Now, on to customer engagement. Amazon Connect now supports the use of JSON structures, such as nested arrays, as attributes in flows, enabling you to build more personalized and automated customer experiences. For example, you can now build self-service experiences to help customers track their order status based on multiple purchases in the last month, rather than a single most recent purchase. This new feature is available in all AWS regions where Amazon Connect is available. Amazon Connect Agent Workspace now provides programmatic step-by-step -step guidance that agents can use to identify customer issues and then recommend which actions to take to resolve them. Using Flows, the Amazon Connect no-code, low-code, drag-and-drop design interface, you can design a guide that presents what the agent should review or do at a given moment during a customer interaction. You can design flows for various types of customer interactions and present agents with different guides based on context such as call queue, customer information, and interactive voice response. Amazon Connect now allows you to use custom task templates using the Create Task block in Connect Flows, making it easier for agents to capture the right information to create and complete tasks. Amazon Connect tasks empower you to prioritize, assign, and track all contact center agent tasks to completion, improving agent productivity, and ensuring customer issues are quickly resolved. Amazon's simple email service now makes it easier to check email KPIs with new dashboard tools. Now you can see time series views of key deliverability metrics through Virtual Deliverability Manager's dashboard. Today, Amazon's simple email service launched a new feature that helps make it easier for brands to see if their registered logo appears on email through brand indicators for message identification, also referred to as Beamy. You can now find out when Beamy configuration is missing or misconfigured for all of your email sending domains in SES. Beamy is a digital certificate that lets you show your registered logos on emails, helping customers trust the email sender and message content. 
Now onto the topic of database. Amazon RDS Custom now supports new generally purpose GP3 storage volumes. Now this is for Amazon Relational Database Service, RDS for Oracle and Amazon RDS Custom for SQL Server. Amazon RDS GP3 volumes give the flexibility to provision storage performance independently of storage capacity, paying only for the resource you need. You can choose GP3 storage type for your Amazon RDS custom database instance with the ability to select 40 gigabytes to 64 terabytes, 20 gigabytes to 16 terabytes for Amazon RDS custom SQL server of storage capacity with a baseline storage performance of 12,000 IOPS, 3,000 IOPS for Amazon RDS custom SQL server included with the price of storage. For workloads that need even more performance, you can scale up to 64,000 IOPS, 16,000 IOPS for Amazon RDS custom SQL Server for an additional cost. Amazon RDS offers storage types that differ in performance characteristics and price. General Purpose SSD Storage offers a cost-effective option that is ideal for broad range of small to medium-sized database workloads and development and testing environments. Provision IOPS Storage is designed for business-critical, performance-sensitive, transactional database workloads, particularly workloads that require low I.O. latency and consistent I.O. throughput and are often running large data sets. You can launch database with GP3 volumes with a few clicks in the Amazon RDS Management Console or via the single command line in the AWS command line interface, CLI. Amazon DevOps Guru for RDS supports RDS for PostgreSQL. With this capability, you can resolve RDS for PostgreSQL-related performance bottlenecks in minutes rather than days. DevOps Guru for RDS PostgreSQL supports both reactive insights, anonymous behavior that has already occurred, as well as proactive insights informing you of impeding database performance and availability issue before they become critical, which is super useful. Amazon RDS for Oracle now supports Oracle Application Express Apex version 22.2, which is for 19C and 1221C version of Oracle database. Using Apex, developers can build application entirely within their web browser. Some of my customers are using Apex, so glad this is out. Amazon RDS Proxy now supports PostgreSQL major version 15. PostgreSQL 15 includes new features such as SQL standard merge commands for conditional SQL queries, performance improvements in both in-memory and disk-based sorting, support for two-phase commit, and row-column filtering for logical replication. PostgreSQL 15 release also supports server-side compression with gzip, lz4, and zstandard using pg underscore base backup. Now onto the topic of developer tools. AWS Toolkits for JetBeans and VS Code now supports AWS SAM Accelerate to speed up application iteration. The AWS Toolkit enables easier development faster by supporting AWS SAM Accelerate in their IDEs, letting you edit, deploy, and test your code iteratively. This update is supported in Visual Studio Code or JetBrains IDEs like IntelliJ IDEA, Writer, WebStorm, PyCharm, CLion, RubyMine, Golang, and PHP Storm. Amazon Coretto 20 is now generally available. This latest version supports most recent OpenJDK feature release and is available in Linux, Windows, and Mac OS. Highlights of OpenJDK 20 includes a second preview of record pattern, which is are used to easily work with record-based objects. You can use record patterns and type patterns together to create more powerful data navigation, which is pretty cool if you ask me. 
Nice DCV released version 2023.0 with support for Red Hat Enterprise Linux 9. Nice DCV is a high-performance remote display protocol that is designed to help customers securely access remote desktop and application session, including 3D graphics application hosted on servers with high-performance GPUs. Some of the features and improvement include monitor selection for Linux and macOS clients, drag-and-drop file upload, time zone redirection, etc. Onto the topic of end-user compute. AWS now allows you to bring your Windows 11 licenses to Amazon Workspaces. So this allows you to run that operating system on your Amazon Workspaces hosted on hardware that is dedicated to you in the AWS cloud. To do this, you must bring your own license and provide a Windows 11 license. You can now offer a consistent desktop experience to your users when they switch between on-premise and virtual desktop deployments. Earlier, BYOL option was only available for Windows 10. While Windows 10 BYOL workspaces are still supported, you can now choose to run workspaces powered by Windows 11 and get the new features like the Trust Platform Module 2.0, TPM 2.0, the Unified Extensible Framework Interface, UEFI Secure Boot, and Windows 11 is supported for standard performance power and power pro bundles. For the best experience with video conferencing, we recommend using the power or power pro bundles only. Amazon WorkDocs announces Search Resources API. So this allows builders to programmatically search files and folders that you have permission for. With the new Search Resources API, you have keyword search and a wide array of search result filtering capabilities. Onto the topic of game tech. We're happy to announce per second billing for all Amazon GameLift instances. Now, Amazon GameLift is a fully managed solution that allows you to manage and scale dedicated game servers for session-based multiplayer games. With this update, customers will only pay for Amazon GameLift usage in one-second increments with a minimum of one minute. Customers needing low-latency game servers are able to scale with fluctuating player demand have benefited from per-second billing for Amazon GameLift Linux instances. Based on customer feedback, we now have extended per-second billing to Amazon GameLift Windows instances so developers can focus on building their games instead of trying to maximize their usage to the hour across a large number of instances running for irregular time periods. The updated Amazon GameLift instance billing is available in all supported Amazon GameLift regions except the Advis China regions. On to Internet of Things. AWS IoT Core deepens integration with Amazon Sidewalk. AWS IoT Core, a cloud service that connects billions of Internet of Things devices and routes trillions of messages to AWS services, announces a deeper integration with Amazon Sidewalk. With AWS IoT Core for Amazon Sidewalk, customers can now easily provision, onboard, and monitor their Amazon Sidewalk devices. Amazon Sidewalk is an encrypted, free-to-connect community network designed to provide reliable connectivity for billions of devices. Sidewalk now provides coverage to more than 90% of the U.S. population and support long-range connected solutions for communities and enterprises. Users with a sidewalk bridge can choose to contribute a small portion of their internet bandwidth, which is pooled together to create a shared network that benefits all sidewalk-enabled devices in a community. AWS IoT Core for Amazon Sidewalk now streamlines the device onboarding process for Amazon Sidewalk developers and provides an efficient path to over 200 plus AWS services. 
AWS IoT Core for Amazon Sidewalk is currently available in the US East One region. To learn more about the service, please visit AWS IoT Core for Amazon Sidewalk. And to get started building devices, please visit Amazon Sidewalk Developer Guide. Now on to the topic of machine learning. Amazon Omics now supports batch import of variant data into Omics variant stores. You can now import up to 1,000 variant call format and genome call format files in a single variant import job. This simplifies how you bring population scale variant data into omics and makes it available for analysis. Today we are excited to announce the launch of Amazon Kendra featured results. Amazon Kendra administrators can now define search queries and associate a set of featured documents for each search query. When a user runs a search query with these specific keywords, the associated set of featured documents are displayed as the top search results. The Amazon Kendra featured results are available in all AWS regions where Amazon Kendra is available. Amazon SageMaker Canvas now provides ready-to-use models so you can generate insights from thousands of documents, images, and lines of text in minutes. Additionally, you can create custom models to address natural language processing and computer vision use cases. Amazon SageMaker Python SDK is an open source library for training deploying machine learning models on Amazon SageMaker. Amazon SageMaker Python SDK users can now configure default values for parameters such as IAM roles, VPC, and KMS keys. For the full list of supported parameters and APIs, see the SageMaker SDK and defaults documentation. Amazon SageMaker Data Wrangler now supports OAuth-based authentication with identity providers including Okta, Microsoft Azure AD, and Ping Federate to access data in Snowflake for machine learning. This launch enables customers who want to use a single identity provider to manage their users, groups, and access control across all applications, including Snowflake. Now on to the topic of management and governance. AWS License Manager now offers improved license visibility and distribution across your organization. This is super useful. AWS License Manager now offers an organizational-wide view of license entitlement for all software purchased in AWS Marketplace and from independent software inventors. Also, administrator now can distribute grants to an organization unit OU in addition to their organization roots or AWS account. As your cloud footprint grows, you may require more visibility into the license being used across the organization. Having an organizational wide view might reduce the risk of unintentional non-compliance and purchasing of multiple licenses for the same product. It helps administrator adjust license allocation and purchasing by activating and deactivating license grant. By expanding the capability to distribute license grants to OUs, administrator can now take advantage of their OU-based account hierarchy for license management. This option helps alleviate the need to manage grants at an AWS account level while also not providing the license to all accounts in your organization. By distributing the grant to an OU, licenses are automatically activated and deactivated as accounts are added and removed. Finally, with the ability to replace existing license grant, administrators now have better control over how licenses are used across the organization. Being able to replace grants helps your administrator control what licenses are best suited for the organization to use. AWS Well-Architected Tool announces Consolidated Report 
and enhanced search functionality. Now, with these two new features, this will enable customers to quickly identify risk themes across their workload and scale improvements across their organization. Consolidated Reports enables customers to see an overview of risk across all of their workloads, helping them more easily identify risk trends. This macro-level view helps executive stakeholders understand where common issues lie and prioritize teams' resources to drive widespread improvement. Enhanced search makes it easier to find relevant workloads quickly using additional search criteria such as workload name, workload ID, and workload ARN within the AWS Management Console. AWS Chatbot now supports search of AWS resources and AWS content. We're excited to announce search and discovery of AWS resources and AWS documentation content in the AWS Chatbot. This feature allows customers to find their AWS resource and discover relevant AWS documentation by simply typing queries in natural language. AWS Copilot adds support for full customization with AWS CDK or YAML overrides. Today, AWS released new version 1.27 of AWS Copilot that enables customers to fully customize AWS cloud formation templates, which AWS Copilot uses to provision the service, environment, pipeline, and job resources. Customers can now use AWS Cloud Development Kit CDK or YAML patches to change any property of those AWS resources. AWS System Manager, Incident Manager, announces the launch of on-call schedules. We're excited to announce the Incident Manager now supports on-call schedules to help you have 24 by 7 coverage and responsiveness for critical issues. This extends Incident Manager's capabilities for incident response, helping operations team move quickly, engage, respond, and resolve application availability and reforms issue when they occur. With on-call schedule, operations teams can configure rotations through a group of on-call contacts and use it as a part of their incident manager response plan to ensure that there is always a contact on-call. You can view on-call schedule and make configuration changes to accommodate out-of-office or personal events at any time from the incident manager console. Incident manager helps you bring the right people and information together when an, a critical issue is detected. Activating pre-configured response plans to engage responders using SMS, phone calls, and chat channels, as well as to run AWS system manager automation runbooks. Console toolbar is now generally available for AWS Cloud Shell, my favorite tool. Console Toolbar is a new feature that allows AWS customer to use AWS Management Console and AWS Cloud Shell in a single view. For example, customers can now run a command line in Cloud Shell and view CloudWatch alarm in the console at the same time, which is super useful. AWS Repost now includes AWS Knowledge Center articles. With this launch, builders can access trusted, authoritative Knowledge Center content on Repost to get answers to technical questions. AWS Repost is a cloud knowledge service that helps builders remove technical roadblocks, accelerate innovation, and operate efficiently. Amazon Managed Service for Prometheus supports 500 million active metrics per workspace. Prometheus is a cloud-native computing foundation open-source project for monitoring and alerting that is optimized for container environments such as Amazon EKS and Amazon ECS. With this release, customers can spin up to 500 million active metrics to a single workspace after filling a service limit increase request and can create many workspace per account, enabling the storage and analysis of billions of Prometheus metrics, which is super cool. Onto the topic of media services, Amazon IVS now supports multiple hosts, 
in live streams. With this feature, IVS adds a new resource called a stage. A stage is a virtual space where participants can exchange audio and video in real time. You then broadcast a stage to Amazon IVS channels to reach a larger audience. You can also build applications where audience members can be brought on stage to contribute to the live conversation. When using the multiple host feature, you are charged for the duration of time each host is participating or on stage, in addition to normal rates of video input and output for your live channel. We're also happy to announce the latest release of AWS ThinkBox Deadline 10.2. This includes support for managing spot fleets in multiple AWS regions from the same spot event plugin and a new worker version tag for instances running on EC2. Onto the topic of migration and transfer. AWS DataSync now supports copying data from Azure Blob Storage in Preview. You can move your object data at scale from Azure Blob Storage to AWS Storage Services like Amazon S3. And AWS DataSync supports all blob types within Azure Blob Storage and can also be used with Azure Data Lake Storage Gen 2. AWS Blue Insights enhances user access with single sign-on. Now, this is the automated refactor capability of AWS Mainframe Modernization Service. It is now accessible using single sign-on. So you do not need dedicated credentials for AWS Blue Insights, and you get that seamless authentication experience. AWS Application Migration Service, MGN, now supports new migration and modernization features, including import-export of source environment inventory lists, a server migration status dashboard, and new application modernization actions. So this helps you automate the conversion of your source servers to run natively on AWS with optional modernization features. Now onto the topic of networking and content delivery. Application Load Balancer, or ALB, now supports version 1.3 of the TLS protocol, enabling you to optimize the performance of your backend application servers while helping to keep your workloads secure. TLS 1.3 on ALB works by offloading encryption and decryption of TLS traffic from your application servers to the load balancer. TLS 1.3 is available on ALBs in all commercial AWS regions, AWS GovCloud regions, and AWS Outposts. Today, AWS announces the general availability of Amazon VPC Lattice, an application networking service that simplifies connecting, securing, and monitoring service-to-service communication. You can use Amazon VPC Lattice to facilitate cross-account and cross-VPC connectivity, as well as application layer load balancing for your workloads. Whether the underlying compute types are instances, containers, or serverless, with Amazon VPC Lattice, developers can work with native integration on the compute platform of their choice. Amazon VPC Lattice handles common tasks required for service-to-service communication, such as service discovery, request-level routing, and load balancing, authentication, and authorization. It generates detailed metrics and logs to provide visibility into how your service is performing. In addition, Amazon VPC Lattice is a fully managed service that makes it easier to connect your new and existing applications by removing the need to install and manage additional infrastructure such as host-based agents or sidecar proxies. For more information, visit the Amazon VPC Lattice product detail page and read the launch blog. AWS Cloud Map enables service editing capability in the AWS console. AWS Cloud Map is a cloud resource discovery service. 
With AWS Cloud Map, you can define custom names for your application resources, such as Amazon Elastic Container Service Tasks and Amazon Elastic Compute Cloud Instances, Amazon DynamoDB Tables, or other cloud resources. You can then use these custom names to discover the location and metadata of cloud resources from your application using AWS SDK and authenticated API queries. Today, AWS Site-to-Site VPN announces Tunnel Endpoint Lifecycle Control, a new capability that provides better visibility and control of your VPN tunnel maintenance updates. AWS Site-to-Site VPN is a fully managed service that allows you to create a secure connection between your data center or branch office and your AWS resources using IPsec tunnels. This feature provides you with added flexibility when using AWS Site-to-Site VPN by allowing you to apply updates to your tunnel endpoints at a time that best suits your business ahead of the service-mandated deadline. Enabling this feature provides you with advanced notice of an upcoming maintenance update that helps you plan and minimize service disruptions for your VPN connections. Starting today, you can use CloudFront functions to further customize responses to viewers, including changing the HTTP status code and replacing HTTP body of the response. CloudFront Functions is a serverless edge computing feature on CloudFront built for lightweight HTTP transformations that runs in the 450 plus CloudFront Edge locations globally. Previously, CloudFront Functions allowed transforming the HTTP request and response attributes such as headers and cookies. With this launch, when CloudFront receives an HTTP response from your origin server or the cache, you can modify the HTTP response to override the HTTP status code and HTTP body. For example, if you want to evaluate the headers returned from your origin to determine whether to block a request, you can change the HTTP status code to 403 and drop the HTTP body in the response. You can also use this capability to generate HTTP body for each request. For example, you can evaluate a request and respond back to viewers with a customized web page. For more information, refer to the CloudFront Developer Guide. And there's no additional fee to use this feature. Amazon VPC Reachability Analyzer now allows you to view the network reachability between your source and destination in your virtual private clouds through gateway load balancers, AWS network firewalls, and AWS private link services. In addition, you can also check network reachability between a source resource and your specified destination IP address. AWS network firewall now supports TLS inspection for ingress VPC traffic. This new feature enables customers to decrypt, inspect, and re-encrypt TLS traffic without having to deploy and manage any additional network security infrastructure. You can enable TLS inspection from the Amazon VPC console or the Network Firewall API. Onto the topic of security, identity, and compliance. Amazon GuardDuty has added new functionality to its integration with AWS organizations to make it even simpler to enforce threat detection across all accounts in an organization. Since April 2020, GuardDuty customers can leverage its integrations with AWS organizations to manage GuardDuty for up to 5,000 AWS accounts, as well as automatically apply threat detection coverage to new accounts added to the organization. 
In some cases, this could still result in coverage gaps. For example, if guard duty was not applied to all existing accounts or was unintentionally suspended in individual accounts. Now, with a few steps in the guard duty console or one API call, delegated administrators can enforce guard duty threat detection coverage for their organization by automatically applying the service to all existing and new accounts, as well as automatically identifying and remediating potential coverage drift. Should definitely use this. Amazon Guard Duty also now monitors runtime activity from containers running on Amazon EKS. So this allows a new lightweight, fully managed security agent that monitors on-host operating system level behavior, such as file access, process execution, and network connections. And Amazon Detective has announced an increased quota limit for data volumes. Detective now can ingest up to 10 terabytes per day to help you conduct more comprehensive security investigations and provide broader summaries and visualizations of behaviors in your AWS accounts. And one quick update for our last topic, storage. AWS Elastic Disaster Recovery supports automated replication of new disk. Now, this is added to your source server to help you maintain readiness of your AWS recovery site. Elastic Disaster Recovery helps minimize downtime and data loss with fast, reliable recovery of on-premises and cloud-based application using affordable storage, minimal compute, and point-in-time recovery. Following this launch, you no longer need to install the AWS replication agent when a new disk are added to your source environment. The service initiates data replication to the staging area subnet in your AWS account. Automating replication helps you maintain continuous data replication, save time and resources, and reduce risk of data loss in the event of a disruption. And that's a good thing to have for resiliency, which reminds me, it's now that we have Jillian and Simon, it's not just AZ, we have multiple regions now uh, with uh, <laughs> Simon being in AP Southeast 4, I'm in US 1, and uh, Jillian, you're in US East 2, so we are multi-region. So we're all identified by our regions. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Fantastic. Lots of cool updates there. Like so many things I'm going, oh, I'm going to play with that. I'm going to have a go with that. Horn, how do people reach out to you if they have feedback? Uh, you can reach out to me to, on my Twitter handle at Solo underscore one. That's H-A-W-N-S-O-L-O underscore one. And Jillian, what it's about like you? How do you? Yeah. It, yeah. It's a killer, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. It's like we, yeah. we can't compete. <laughs> so now that, we've, now that we've talked up Horn's one, what's yours? <laughs> my Miss Jill Ford. <laughs> Oh, Not yeah, as exciting as Han Solo, well, but yes, it, Jill Ford. it does the job. It does the job. Well, I'm sure people will definitely give you feedback and uh, great to have you on board for the update shows. It's amazing how much we released. I always knew how much we released, but really going through this process is so fascinating. Yeah, you, you, you get to hear things you may not have noticed along the way. And um, and that's why, you know, we do love to get your feedback. Folks often reach out and say, hey, I, I use this to keep across it. We're still tweaking the format. As you can tell, everyone, we're trying to get the right balance between content and time. And that is a uh, an ongoing challenge that I do not say we have solved yet, but we'll keep working at it. Uh, if you do have feedback, amazon.com is the place to do it. Of course, you can visit our webpage as well. Link in the show notes and leave us audio feedback too. And of course, until next time, keep on building.